Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Max Fleming back on with us. Max, how are you? What is up? Doing great. You know, enjoying life, trying to get on the water as much as possible and get out there and get after it. Sick, dude. I know. I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, For the people listening in, give a little overview on who you are, what you do, and where you're from, Max. All right. Um, Hey, guys. I'm Max Fleming. I'm from Dana Point, California. I surf, fish, free dive, basically anything ocean-related. You name it, I do it. Um, Previously, I was a lifeguard for Orange County Lifeguards. I worked down here, uh, Strand, Salt Creek, South Laguna, and uh, just recently became a firefighter in the, the city of Los Angeles. So, yeah, excited to have uh, some more time off and be able to get out and get some more trips in. Go fish. I know, dude. I'm stoked for you. You get to you get to go travel more once you're all finished up with your your little golden year. You're, uh, oh, you're going to yeah. be on, you're going to be on the hunt for swells and fishing and everything. But, um, but today I, I want to bring up fishing in California with you, dude, because I feel like you are on top of fishing at all times, like winter time, summertime, all that stuff. But we're getting into summer right now, Max. And, uh, I think it would be a really good topic to bring up is just the fishing right now in Southern California, how it's been, what we're expected to see. Um, and what are like the biggest difference between last summer versus this summer so far that we've seen, but let's just get straight into it. Um, have you been fishing at all this summer yet? Yeah, I've been getting out there quite a bit. Um, you know, mostly going down South, dropping out of San Diego, um, going for bluefin and some kelp patty yellowtail and stuff like that. Um, this year it's been a little bit later start than, uh, than last year and years past. Uh, I think that's just because we had such a cold winter. Water temps like high 50s-ish, sometimes mid, which was not fun getting in. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, now now we're floating around like the, the low to mid 60s. We're starting to climb back up. But the good news is, is it's a confirmed El Nino this year. And there's a 50% chance it could be a strong El Nino. So, you know, that's probably not going to hit or get into more full effect until about August gonna be a little bit later this year but you know that's gonna help push up a lot of that warm water from mexico it's gonna be a little bit more tropical rainier season too so hopefully it'll help out with the uh, snow caps and and all that stuff leading into winter time and get out of this drought i know right hey so let me ask you this max compared to last year we're almost to july right now we were seeing bluefin pretty close to shore last year um do you think that cold water is making that big of a difference for those fish right now yeah um you know we're there's still a ton of bait out front um these past two years i feel like we've just seen this steady increase of sardine and mackerel just like huge bait balls just hanging out really close to shore all the way to like miles offshore you know like 60 plus miles but it's it's interesting seeing where all these pockets of bait end up and then where you end up finding the fish at different times of the year. Um, you know, with, with these water temps, I, I think it is kind of 
keeping them from coming in closer to shore this year. I mean, last year, the year before, we had water temps of what, 72, 74. And right now, the water is like 64. So we're, we're not there yet. Um, but the bait's there. Um, it looks like the chloro, the chloro's kind of getting there. But I think we just need more of that, that warm water from the south to keep pushing up. Um, you know, that being said, there are tuna out there. Um, they're just far. They're not close to home. It's so hard, Max, to go from a season like the last two seasons where we're going out three, two to three miles and we're seeing foaming bluefin tuna or mahi-mahi on patties that are so close to shore. I'm, I'm taking inflatable boats with a outboard on the back to go fishing. You know what I mean? Catching mine to go from that last year till right now. And we're not seeing that. It's so hard to see that the last two years and then go to this year and be like, gosh, I really wish we had that type of fishing. But like you said, that El Nino, what do you expect with that? I mean, it could be anything. It's funny. You mentioned these past two years, how it's hard to, you know, kind of transition. Yeah into knowing it's so much later right now and seeing guys on like you know just the craziest like makeshift boats that you cannot fish off of and somehow there's a dude hanging off the rail with the rod and he's <laughs> casting into a film or a bluefin and you're like what is going on so i think we've definitely been spoiled the past two years um and it's it's interesting to watch how cyclical all this stuff is um you know when i was a little kid we had albacore right off our coast. That was like the go-to fishing that everyone was super stoked on was yellowfin and albacore. Crazy. And now it's bluefin. And like, if we find yellowfin, we're stoked. You know, that's like, Dude, you got a yellowfin? When before it was like, oh my God, you got a bluefin? And so, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to see that. And it's, it's cool too to watch the bluefin get bigger. Um, I feel like the past five years, like we're breaking California records every year. Every I think year. someone got, I mean, I, I'm not even going to quote the number cause I can't remember it, but it was like what a couple few hundred pounds. It was pretty decent. Three or 400. It is crazy. Cause you look at the size and you dive max, you dive with these things. You see them underwater. Like even this year alone, like the size and clientele of these fish that you're seeing compared to like last year and the year before just videos and photos that I'm seeing past SCI. Like you're seeing these fish go from like whatever, 60 pounds from last year to now you're seeing the range of like 150 plus. And that's a normal size fish. That is a normal size fish that people are catching right now, which is crazy to me. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, these, these bluefin, on the west coast have been more migratory so you know they're constantly moving right so that's why they stay right around that like 60 pound range they're super lean you know they're constantly exerting energy and burning calories whereas on the east coast they're you find them in shallow water like you watch wicked tuna they're catching those fish in like 60 to 100 feet of water that's such a trip and you know they're they're sinking down baits on like they do their balloon setup and stuff like that and um, dude, those things just cruise by and freaking slurp them up. And then all of a sudden they're hooked up to like an 800 pound bluefin. Totally. They're using different stuff too. Like you were just saying wicked tuna, they're using squid and stuff. Yeah. Which is a trip. Mm-hmm. 
And so for us, like lately, these past few years, we've been seeing the bluefin stick around. We've been catching them earlier in the season and we've been catching them later in the season too. So that means that they're staying more localized. They aren't traveling as far. And every single year they get bigger and the meat gets fatter. And like, dude, these are, I think last year was like the best tasting bluefin I've ever had. So good. Like it was so good. Total butterballs. And um, yeah. And you know, it's cool too, that all these different methods are coming out to catch these fish too. Like, you know, you, you got the Mad Max was the big craze last say, year. Yeah. You got these ghost poppers. And then, you know, the flying fish, there's all these different types, like the California flyer and stuff like that, that people are coming out with that work really good. And, you know, the, the options are almost limitless. Totally. You know, let me ask you this. What is your favorite fish to catch in the summertime? Oh, that's a tough one. I like them all, dude. <laughs> um, I, I mean, bluefin, when you see a bluefin foamer and they're like going, and there's there's anchovy getting blasted out of the water and like you can pull a boat right up next to them and they don't even notice you and like dude that's one of the coolest things to witness and then just watching your bait land right in the middle of them and just that feeling right before you get bit knowing you're about to get just absolutely <laughs> yeah. pigeonholed totally. in that corner of the boat is i mean it's pretty sweet so you're going with bluefin i mean yeah probably bluefin but at the same time you know, I like catching the yellowtail on the surface iron because it's such a crapshoot. You know, it's so hard to like successfully get them to to eat one of those. Um, that when you do get a bite on it, it's pretty rewarding. Let's say this between yellow yellowtail and bluefin. For those listening in, real real quick, yellowtail is not a tuna. Yellowfin is a tuna. Yellowtail are on patties. They hang out. You know, mahi-mahi hang out in patties. Yellowtail hang out in patties. But for Max, let's ask you this. Between yellowtail and bluefin, what do you catch more of? I'd say in a single stop, more yellowtail. And then probably overall in the past two years, overall more bluefin. The patty fishing has been pretty dry lately. It has, huh? It's starting to back up this year. Um, like, for example... You could stop on 20 patties in a day and maybe five of those patties are holding fish and only one of them is biting. That one patty that's biting, dude, you could get your limits in like 15 minutes on that patty if you really wanted to, depending on the size of the fish too. But, you know, if it's a day of bluefin fishing and they're biting, dude, you could stop on 20 foamers and all 20 of those foamers could be biting. But the possibility of that fish breaking off or, you know, spitting the hook, those bluefin, the bigger they get, the smarter they get. They're gnarly. And like, you can feel them. Once they get over that triple digit number, they start like rolling and stuff like that. You can feel your line just going bing, 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 like rolling over their fins. It's like, they try to screw you up. It's pretty, pretty weird. Yeah. What's it like reeling one of those big bluefin in? It's, uh, it hurts. It does. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially the the way we fish out here, you know, we're, I personally, I like to throw jigs at them. Um, you know, I, I like to throw Colt snipers um, or, you know, poppers, um, surface irons. Um, so I'm, I'm typically using a rod that's eight to nine feet long. And, you know, you're, you're standing up fighting. <laughs> yeah. Thing. 
Um, you know, if you if you get them on a like something you're trolling like a Mad Mac or feathers, um, or like on a flyer with a bent butt rod, you know, if you can leave that thing in the rod holder, do it. <laughs> Save your back. Don't hurt yourself. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sure that while I'm young and I can still you know bite them and not hurt my back too bad, I'm gonna do that. What's but, the biggest bluefin you've caught? Man, I haven't gotten a, I haven't landed a super big one. I've fought bluefin over 200 pounds, um, which for California standards is pretty, that's massive. pretty big. And like, dude, it's just total heartbreak right at the boat. Ugh. Just like multiple in the same day too, which that one I was, I was a rough one back home. But um, <laughs> I love the, that. The biggest one I've landed is probably like one, 175, 180. Dude, what? That's that's pretty gnarly. Get I want to hear the story on that one. How long did it take you to reel in? Oh man, that one was it probably about an hour. Wow. Um maybe an hour nice. and twenty fight on that one. And um I think that one was on a slow trolled mackerel. Um so yeah, just breezer, breezer a tuna, and we were trying everything that day. I mean, it was like long day, a lot of casts um under the belt and um, we just started trying different methods, you know, and so eventually we just we would troll and, uh, you know, just leave one mackerel way, way, way back, like almost half a spool. Um, you know, big circle hook. Um, and I think that one was on a hundred pound. Yeah, I think it was on hundred pound fluoro to about hundred pound um, braid. And uh, I mean, the thing that already had the advantage, you know, it was like halfway out of the spool. I can't remember which reel it was, but it was, uh, I want to say it was like a Talica 20, 25 maybe. So pretty, pretty decent sized reel. Um, you know, we're not talking any of those big, like bent butt rod, like gnarly reels, but we're getting up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was an intense fight and definitely feeling that thing hit the deck was, uh, was <laughs> super rewarding. Yeah, so it was, it was so nice, stuck. like the relief of like, okay, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> what makes California so much different with our fishery than maybe somewhere like on the East Coast and stuff? Um, one of the biggest things that I guess I would notice is that like you can go spearfish for bluefin here. You can't do that on the East Coast, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure you can, but they're more spread out. Um I, I'm not super knowledgeable on, you know, everything on the East coast, but at least from what I've seen or from what I've heard from friends that do fish over there, you know, they don't, they don't get foaming bluefin, um, you know, or even breezers like for us. So we have a foamer, which are the fish like physically jumping out of the water and like foam essentially like it's fusy. And then we have breezers, which if you look at, you know, water, you can see it's all flat. And there's going to be one rough patch. Um, we call that a breezer. It's like a breeze blowing over that that spot of water. And um, those are the backs of the tuna as they're all moving. And, you know, typically those schools are pretty big. So if you can find out what direction they're going in, drop a diver in in front of them and just have them, you know, kind of cruise in, dude, you're all of a sudden surrounded by bluefin. Versus on the East Coast, I mean, I, I haven't seen or heard of people talking about breezers or foamers. It's super rare, at least. But usually they're just kind of single fish that 
you know, they'll come up and shine. And, you know, I've, I've seen like the guys that'll harpoon them. They got the, the plank that'll go off the sides of the boat and they'll, they'll spot them, you know, shining. Um, they come up to the surface and they kind of go up on their side and you can see the white of their belly for a split second and they'll just kind of track them down and pop them. But, um, yeah, our coastline's a lot different. I mean, there's a lot of different things about what we have here compared to the East coast and, um, the way that our currents are, the way that our water temperatures are and stuff like that. Like it's all over the place. Right. I mean, I feel like, especially somewhere like, let's just call Florida. They're so consistent with their water temperature being warm that they're going to have a pretty good fishery year round. Like we only have a good fishery certain seasons. Don't get me wrong. You can get good fish in the winter, but our, our season is strictly pretty solid to a certain couple months. Is that right? Would you say that's right? Yeah, I'd agree. I, I think, you know, definitely for pelagic fish, like if you're going offshore to fish, it's from like now. So like, almost july so probably starting in june till like august late august maybe beginning of october and then after that it starts to cool down um so yeah and then for for other fish like you know if you're going inshore for like white sea bass you know that's something you could you could do really well like late winter early spring into like mid spring almost summer um and that's one of the cool parts about Southern California is we get so many different currents coming through at different times of the year. We get different fisheries that'll build up and then, you know, die down and replenish or migrate elsewhere. That's so true. We have so many different types of fish and then we have lobster. And Mm -hmm. like, that's another thing to add on top. Like we have it all here, right? Like it's pretty crazy how good of a fishery we have in Southern California. We really do. Um, not all the times it's not the best, but <laughs> it is pretty crazy what we have. Um, so when you go fishing, if you were to go fishing right now, where's your like preferred area? Like, would you rather go like Southern, Southern, like all the way down to San Diego, or does it really matter for you on where you want to go? Would you go up North, like San Clemente area or like, wh- give me that little rundown. Yeah. So this is one of the benefits of having a boat that's on trailer is you can take it and go wherever you need to. Um, so for me, I live in Dana Point, um, but if the fish are biting out of like Ensenada in Mexico, right, I can drive my boat down to San Diego on the trailer, save gas money, save time, and then you know also extend my range on the boat as well, drop out of Shelter Island, and then go from there. Um, you know, most of our pelagic fish come up from the south. And so it, it just makes sense to, you know, the earlier you want to get on it, the better, like more dense population of fish you're going to try to, to get, probably going to be further south. So I like to go south, um, but I also like to catch it early when they do make their way up here, you know, in the channel between Catalina and San Clemente Island and stuff like that, because not many people are on it. You know, word hasn't gotten out yet. And the fish aren't as skittish, you know, they aren't as boat shy. Um, and that's perfect for you because you're near nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm already right there. Just drop straight in, head out and, you know, not battling over kelp patties or foamers or having Barney's run over, you know, a, a breezer because they don't know what a breezer is. And you're just like, dude, like, <laughs> so, 
yeah, those are like my two options. I kind of weigh out. I'm like, okay, is it more worth it to just go deal with, you know, the, the travel and the possible crowd going south? Or do I kind of gamble it and uh, just go poke around up front based off of Intel I have or, you know, what I'm seeing? If you are just going to go um, run around and try to get some yellowtail and mahi and then whatever, you see some bluefin, what kind of tackle are you bringing with you? Are you bringing specific stuff for each fish or do you kind of just throw stuff on and go at it? Yeah, so I I try to bring uh, a range um, when I'm going out. So it, it really it depends on what I, I know is going to be out there. And then I'll bring a couple things of what I think could also be out there too. So if I'm going strictly for, for bluefin, but I know there's going to be yellowtail and kelp patties, I'll bring you know, a couple of heavy setups for bluefin. So like maybe one or two big trollers um, or possibly even, you know, one that could be set up with the kite if there's big bluefin in the mix. And then a couple of heavy casting setups, like 80 pound conventional setups, um, 80 to 100 pound. And then a few, like one or two that are in like that 50 to 60 pound range. And then I'll also bring a couple of lighter setups for you know, patty. So you got a whole range, like 20, yeah, 20 to 40 pound, um, just, you know, conventional live bait setups, couple of, I guess I could use the 50 pound for like surface iron. If I wanted to cast on the patty too. Um, so yeah, really I'm, I'm bringing a whole range, but I'm, I like to bring everything in pairs. So that way, like you have two 25 pound, um, live bait setups right? Or fly line setups. So that way, like the bite's on and you get broken off. You're just like, oh, all right, Good to put go. that on the rod holder, grab the other one, pin it on, send it out. And, you know, that way you don't miss the bite. And, you know, after all the carnage and whatnot, the aftermath is all taken care of. You just tie on your hook and you're not like sitting there <laughs> panicking, yeah. trying to struggle. Well, I, I got to tie a new one. I got to tie a new know? one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of the way I like to set up my, my quiver I like when I'm going it. out. What, uh, what kind of, what's your favorite recipe for, um, pelagic fish? Ooh, I, I really like seared sashimi. Um, that's like my favorite way to do a bluefin. So I, I just go super simple. I'll do like a, just a easy, quick marinade. Um, you know, soy sauce, shoyu maybe a little bit of wasabi Perfect. and, um, you know, salt, pepper. And then from there, like not very long, just kind of let it sit in a, in a gallon Ziploc bag for 30 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes to an hour and then skillet super hot. And what I like to do too, is I'll roll the edges in uh, everything but the bagel. What? It's that, uh, yeah, you had everything yeah. bagel, how they have like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, you get it like Trader Joe's. I think they have it some other grocery stores too, but it's everything but the bagel. It's the same stuff they put on everything bagel, minus the bagel, obviously. And put that on a plate and then I roll the edges of um, those fillets and then just like 20 seconds on super high heat each side. And then that's it. That sounds insane. Mm Mm-hmm. It's super easy, super quick. Dude, and it's I was so getting good. making poke bowls last year. Like that was my thing. I was just like, I want to make more poke bowls. It's so good, but no fish yet this year for me. I've been working too much, but it's okay. It's all right. 
it's what tips and tricks do you have for people that want to summertime fish here in Southern California? Uh, go on a sport boat. Go on lo- one of your local charter boats. Um, charter boats out of San Diego are great. I I personally love going on those too. They're um, great. You know, you can you can choose different length trips as well. You know, if you're if you got you know one day off in between work and you you need to get out there, you could go on a, just a full day charter. Um, the San Diego is a great boat. Um, the crew is super helpful and knowledgeable. Dude, they will show you like everything that you need to know, how to tie all the knots, how to tell what line to use, what hooks to use, um, how to pick the right bait. Um, and you can even rent gear if Perfect. you need to. That's awesome. Um, or if you want to go on a longer trip where you go further to more exotic places, um, you know, you can go, you do an overnight day and a half, three day, nine day, 16 yeah. day. Like, dude, you, if you had just all the time in the world, they'd be like, all right, we're going to Guadalupe. See ya, you know, and you can go on these boats and do those big boats are nice. They're like a full on resort and, um, you know, great food. Um, and you know, the, the crew's super knowledgeable. So they, they will put you on fish like way better than trying to go out and figure it out yourself and buy all the gear. It, if you're in that position where you can go in one of these boats, I highly Dude, that sounds amazing. I want to go on one of those really bad right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah, do let's go. Let's, let's, okay. let's go right yeah. now, dude. Well, Max, um, mm-hmm. dude, I appreciate you coming on here and talking to us about Southern California summertime fishing. I, I feel like I have a lot to learn. It's been fun to pick your brain. Um, and I'm sure everybody listening in is loving, you know, listening to your side of, the story and understanding how to do it around here. So we really appreciate you coming on here, man. It's been rad to have you back on here. Stoked. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. Appreciate Shout out your, time. Uh, your Instagram so people can follow all the fish you're catching. All right. Um, yeah, it's going to be at Maximo underscore. So M-A-X-I-M-O-O Perfect. underscore. Rad Max. We'll catch you next time. And thanks everybody for listening in to today's podcast. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.